really quick, I wanted to let you guys all know that the Be Her podcast is now officially available on Apple Podcasts, and I'm searching for reviews. Like, if you guys could give me reviews, that would be amazing. And the reason I need reviews is in order to build my credibility, I need reviews. In order to build the credibility of this podcast, I need reviews. So, if any of you guys have been tuning in, to my weekly podcast here, and you haven't left a review yet, or if this is maybe your first time listening and you're really digging the podcast, make sure to head over to the little purple podcast app on your phone and leave me your honest review. They seriously mean so, so, so much to me. And if you're kind of confused about how to do this, check out my um, quote-unquote leave a review highlight on the podcast community page at Be Her Podcast. It's on Instagram. And that's about it. So, all right, now that I've given that quick update, let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to the Be Her Podcast with insightful advice, a weekly dose of self-help and all things mindset. The Be Her Podcast is here to spark motivation and life transformation through simple and inspiring conversations. I'm your host, Rachel Laura, lifestyle YouTuber, transformation coach, online entrepreneur, and all-around self-development guru. It is my passion and my purpose to help each of you start living the stories that you've been writing to start being her, the badass woman that's inside each and every one of us. Last week, we spoke about what I refer to as the confidence equation, and if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you do so. It's episode number two of this podcast, and it's labeled the confidence equation, so it's pretty simple to find. Anyway, um, I just want to give a quick summary in case you haven't listened to it, but again, I recommend you go listen to that episode first. But in last week's episode, I talked about how in order to build durable confidence, a person needs to be integral and authentic. And this means that you need to have self-esteem and self-efficacy, which are the two types of confidence that a person needs to build and maintain. And here's the thing. Building confidence is something that all of us do all the time. We all do it all the time. Durable confidence is not something that you can receive. It's an ongoing relationship with yourself, and it changes. You know, your relationships, as in internal relationships with yourself, they grow and they evolve with you. So every time that you step into something new or you step outside of your comfort zone in any area of your life, you are required to build your confidence up to meet that new level. We grow and we evolve and we're constantly stepping into new shoes, you know, like new positions, new things in our life. And every single time that we do that, we're stepping outside of our comfort zone. Typically, we will have insecurities around that. That's why it's out of our comfort zone. And so every time we grow and evolve, we have to build our confidence up to meet that new level that we're then stepping into. Growth in life requires growth in your confidence. And that is the durability of durable confidence. That's why it's not artificial. It's durable, right? Growth in life requires growth in your confidence. So when you have durable confidence, it's able to grow with you. It's the ongoing relationship, not the artificial feel good for a while until some new shit comes up type of energy, right? Durable confidence requires a constant work on maintaining integrity, which is, you know, the art of building your self-respect and your self-worth muscles. And then it also requires constant work on maintaining your authenticity, which is working on your self-efficacy. So in case you forgot, self-efficacy is the belief in your own abilities. It's the ability to change your relationship to the areas of like what you perceive to be your ability. So changing your relationship to what you perceive to be, you know, capable of, right? That's self-efficacy. For example, If your family has certain expectations for you that don't necessarily align with what you know you're capable of, maintaining authenticity, to me and according to this equation, is about being true to what you know that you're capable of. 
therefore changing your relationship to their expectations and seeing their expectations as something outside of your control, but also seeing their expectations as being irrelevant and unnecessary to your growth, to, you know, what you're building. So the confidence equation is about integrity, which is interchangeable with like self-worth and self-respect. And it's about authenticity, which is all about that self-efficacy, confidence you have in your own abilities. So durable confidence equals integrity plus authenticity. And that's the gist of what we talked about in episode two. I simplified it down and condensed it real quick just to give you a quick summary here. If you want a more in-depth description of this concept, again, go listen to episode two and then come back to this episode. Otherwise, let's just get into the reason that you all tuned in today and talk about how you can start building this durable confidence. I briefly talked about this in episode two, but if you don't know who you are, then how on earth are you supposed to build confidence, right? It's sort of like the foundation. What are you going to be confident in if you can't be confident in who you are, right? We all agree on this. So the first step, as obvious as it may sound, is to build a relationship with yourself and understand who you are, what you want, and, you know, what you stand for. Basically, if you know yourself, then you can skip this step. However, I'm here to tell you that even if you think you know yourself, you don't. So really, we're all starting here. Like, you can't skip this step. (laughs) Remember that this is a relationship. And in the same way that romantic and friendly relationships will not last without the understanding that, you know, it's two whole people that are growing alongside each other, your confidence, which obviously is this relationship you have with yourself, will not last either. Unless you understand that you're not going to be the same person your whole life. So how exactly do you build a relationship with yourself that allows room for growth while also being sturdy enough to, you know, remain stable? Here's my best advice, and it comes from the same advice that I'd give to you if I were like a personal or romantic relationship type coach. First things first, you need to trust yourself. If you don't trust yourself, you are not going to be able to build durable confidence. I'm just going to lay it out flat like that. If you remember my story of choosing college for everyone except for myself, you know, I chose college not because I wanted it, but because I thought it's what everyone wanted me to do. If you remember that story, it was because I didn't trust my intuition that coaching was my life path, not college. And then similarly, when I chose to live in a basement for a month, I didn't trust my intuition that living secluded like that wouldn't be good for my wouldn't be good for me mentally. And thus I became mildly depressed. So in both these instances, I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust like my own intuition and like what I knew, but I didn't trust myself enough to express it or to, you know, let it change my decision, right? In the same way that a romantic relationship must, I repeat, it must be built on a solid foundation of trust, right? Like, we all know this. Your relationship to yourself must also be built on a solid foundation of trust. Some people trust blindly, while other people have trust issues. I tend to be the type of person who has trust issues, but I also tend to kind of be the person who trusts blindly, which, you know, I could make an entire other episode on working through trust issues and all about trust. But for right now, I'm going to encourage you to, um, you know, reflect and think about these questions as a way to kind of start building your trust. Again, I could get more in depth, but I'm going to keep it pretty basic in this episode so I can give you more info. You know what I mean? So here's what you need to ask yourself. Am I willing to follow my dreams? If your answer is no, then you don't trust your ability to do something, right? To do your, to go through with your dream or whatever. All right, now ask yourself, am I willing to let love in? And maybe this doesn't really apply to you, but maybe it does. Am I willing to let love in? If you said no, then you don't trust your ability to be in a relationship, for example. You could also ask yourself, do I really want this degree, this career, or this life? really, in general. This is the one that all of us can relate to. Do I really want this? 
and if your answer is no, then you probably don't trust your life choices or you don't trust your own judgment or your intuition. Again, we could get really, really in-depth with this idea of trust and I could really tell you how to build your trust, but I mean, you can find articles like that online as well. Here's the thing though, if you don't trust yourself, you probably don't trust either your intuition, which is, you know, that, that gut feeling you get sometimes or that inner knowing when something isn't right or inner knowing when something does feel right, that's your intuition. So if you're having trust issues or you don't trust yourself, you probably don't trust either your intuition or you don't trust your abilities to give yourself what you want. Does that sound familiar to you? That is literally your integrity and your authenticity that you don't trust, you guys. Integrity is your self-respect. So if you had that integrity, you wouldn't have your trust issues around your intuition. You'd have a high enough self-worth and self-respect, mostly the self-respect aspect, to trust your intuition, right? And authenticity is all about your self-efficacy, which is your belief in your own abilities. So if you had authenticity, you wouldn't have trust issues with your ability to give yourself what you want in life. So you can see how trust issues directly relate to this equation, this confidence equation. The next thing that I want to talk to you guys about with building this relationship with yourself is that you need to improve your communication. I've gotten pretty good at this over the years, but honestly, I'm always perfecting my craft. In any relationship, you guys know this, we all know this, communication is key. I can pretty much guarantee that all of us need some communication up-leveling in our lives. And here's how I know that. If we didn't, we wouldn't be so out of touch with who we are, what we want, and, you know, who we're striving to be. We're constantly changing what we want in life, right? And that's because we grow and we evolve. In the same way that we outgrow our comfort zones and consciously try to step out of our you know, next level comfort zones, we're constantly doing that. In the same way, our desires constantly up level as well. And the only way to keep up with our ever evolving desires is to have really good communication with ourselves. We've all heard of the, you know, the self critic, right? It's that voice in our head constantly putting us down and expressing negative judgment and criticism. This is actually, you know, that communication that we need to tap into. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, girl, are you serious? <laughs> I'm not getting close to that bully. I'm trying to disconnect from that shit. I totally get you. But let me try to kind of shift your perspective really quick. Think of this piece of your brain, you know, your inner critic, your bully, ego, whatever you want to label it. Think of this part of you as almost like an immature child whose communication skills are just complete crap. Actually, you could also think of it as like a romantic partner whose communication skills just suck. And this part of you, it doesn't have the ability to disconnect the issue, which is typically in this instance like our behaviors, but it doesn't have the ability to disconnect the issue from the person, which is you, right? So every time that you mess up, your inner critic loves to point out all of your faults, right? Like everything you did wrong. I mean, it's called a critic for a reason. <laughs> so improving communication is another essential element. A again, I could record an entire episode just on this topic as well because the brain is complex, you guys. And I've come to find that it's so complex that it's actually simple. Let me say that again. The brain is so complex that it's actually simple. There's so much complexity in, you know, wrapping our heads around around the ideas of the brain and how it works because it's actually very simple. So for example, confidence is very much so a mind game. It's an internal, I don't want to say battle, it's an internal relationship, right? But in order to build it, you need to look no further than, you know, my simple equation, right? Durable confidence equals integrity plus authenticity. That's like a simple two plus two addition problem that you've learned in like middle middle school, elementary, right? Like it's simple and it's plain, but it's complex because it's not easy. 
It's incredibly simple, but not always easy because our self-imposed limitations, otherwise known as, you know, limiting beliefs, our people-pleasing tendencies, and our, you know, seemingly incapability to step out of our own way, it's because of that that it's not easy. So building and maintaining romantic relationships are hard because having trust is difficult in a world where cheating is a reality and heartbreak hurts, right? That's why trust is so hard for a lot of people. Communication is hard because being open, honest, and oftentimes vulnerable is also very difficult. It's simple and it's plain to understand that trust leads to good communication, fulfillment, and reliability. It's a whole other story, though, to actually build that trust. It's incredibly simple to know that good communication is key to any well-functioning relationship, romantic or other, but it's a lot harder to effectively build the right communication skills. So while I can't go into, you know, how to build each of these key elements, you know, the communication and the trust, just know that your first step in building durable confidence, no matter where you're at, I want to put that out there, like, I still have to do this every single day, like, all the time. No matter where you are on your confidence journey, building a relationship with yourself where, you know, you're grounded in your inner trust and you have these awesome, amazing, good communication skills, it's essential. And remember that this relationship to yourself, this is your foundation. So no matter where you're starting, your first step is to build a durable relationship with yourself where you have good trust and you know communication skills and this is something you can work on while you're working on the other pieces that I'm going to tell you about later in this episode but you know because it's constantly evolving and constantly changing I'm constantly working on trusting myself more on communicating better and not being so critical of everything I do I think it's something that we as humans really struggle with all the time but this relationship is your foundation. So if you want to improve and you want to build durable confidence, this is where you have to start. And this is what you have to continue to do to maintain it as well. Obviously, in order to build durable confidence, you guys had to know that we'd be looking at the confidence equation, right? Integrity and authenticity. And the first piece is integrity. So I'm going to tell you how You can actually build your integrity muscle. And then I'm going to tell you how you can build your authenticity as well. So starting with integrity, integrity almost has its own equation, which is integrity equals self-worth plus self-respect. We kind of touched on this in episode two and a little bit at the beginning of today's episode. So just, you know, the confidence equation is durable confidence equals integrity plus authenticity. But integrity in itself, it has two pieces, that self-worth and that self-respect, which put together actually is like self-esteem. That almost sounds confusing. Integrity is self-esteem. Authenticity is self-efficacy. So if integrity equals self-worth and self-respect, then in order to build your self-esteem, you have to build your self-worth and your self-respect, right? So let's first look at building your self-worth which is the first piece to building your integrity. And this might seem very simple, and you've probably heard some of this before, because society's version of confidence is usually revolved around this concept. You know, But remember that it's not the full picture of confidence, that's artificial confidence, but it is still relevant. It's still a piece of confidence, right? All right, so here's how to build your self-worth. First of all, we need to understand where our worth comes from, and this is really quite simple. Your self-worth, it comes from within you. It's literally just a matter of saying, I am worthy, and that's literally it, right? Like, it doesn't come from your past mistakes or your drama or experiences. Like, it doesn't come from your past, and it also doesn't come from your accomplishments, your victories, or your successes. It doesn't come from anything except for, you know, a knowing within you that you are worthy of everything that your heart desires. And I know that sounds like 
girl, you're supposed to be telling me how to build this. That's it. It's building that understanding and having faith in that. It's building that ability to say, I am worthy and mean it. I mean, people will make this so complicated and they'll be like, here's how you can build your self-worth and feel like you're worthy. No, no, it's not complicated. It's simple, right? It's not easy, but it's not complicated. It's very simple, right? And it doesn't, it's not easy because we make it hard. We make it hard, but it's simple. It's just saying, I am worthy and getting yourself to a place where you believe it. This often comes from the really cheesy things that everyone, you know, they're like, yawn, and they like yawn at it, or they they just scoff, they're like, Psh, nah, no, girl, yes, okay, so write affirmations, I know, I know, some of you are like, are you kidding me, <laughs> others of you are like, yeah, I love affirmations, right, there's like two, two types, um, I'm the type where I love affirmations, <laughs> but anyway, write those affirmations, you know, relevant to whatever it is that you're insecure about, Affirmations are so, so, so powerful. Pick one that really resonates with you and repeat it over and over, whether it's while you're working out or if it's like when you're getting ready in the morning, write it on a note card, write it when you're journaling, you know, get a freaking expo marker and write it on your mirror, whatever works for you. But write affirmations. This is how you rewire your brain. I know it sounds cheesy, but there's like psychology behind it, you guys. You will rewire your brain. You will rewire the way you think if you practice affirmations. And I'm serious. I'm not joking. <laughs> like, I know. I know. It's so talked about in the self-help community. But it's it's because it's a proven method, you guys. And then also, you know, begin visualizing where you want to be. And, you know, start a gratitude practice. All these really generic things. But what I really want to focus on is a gratitude practice. Because I feel like... This is the thing that really helped me, and I feel like it would really help you guys as well if you're working on building your self-worth. You know, start a gratitude practice, but revolve it around yourself, okay? Things that you're grateful for about yourself. And actually, I'm going to challenge you guys. Here, here's my challenge for you. For one week, starting now, starting today, write at least, at least, if not more, five things that you're grateful for about yourself and do it for a week every single day and make it like very much so related to what it is that you're insecure about or where you're feeling unworthy so if you if you don't really know you could ask yourself why do I feel unworthy of this or why do I feel unworthy and then just continually ask yourself those powerful questions of like why do I feel unworthy right and then you can figure out a root cause of it and then revolve your gratitude practice around that thing for example If you have confidence issues around your body, like you just don't accept your body, I've been there, right? Write things in your gratitude practice that you love about your body. And I know that sometimes that's hard because you're starting from a place of, I hate my body. How am I supposed to find something that I love? I get it, girl. I've been there some, like, I get it. But it can even be as simple as breathing, right? And this is why gratitude practices are so essential, If you take the focus off of, like, the way you look, which is typically where body issues come from, you know, and you're like, you know what? Like, I'm so grateful that I'm able to breathe because it keeps me alive. I'm so grateful that, you know, my body's able to keep me alive and go through cellular processes and cell division. I'm so grateful I'm healthy, you know, and that doesn't mean, like, I eat the perfect diet. No, that means that my body's functioning. When you connect to that gratitude, it really grounds you and it makes you realize like, oh my gosh, I'm so much more than my body, right? And and this works for other things too. It could work with relationships. If you feel like you don't have the right self-worth when it comes to relationships, you you can write affirmations around that as well. If you have issues around um, feeling like you are unworthy of a relationship, figure out things that you can be grateful for. You could say, I'm so grateful that I still have the courage to love even though I've been hurt in the past. Or I'm so grateful that, you know, as a human, I have the capacity to love and to have romantic relationships. 
you look at like animals and I mean they might have romantic relationships but I don't know if they do it's kind of like they're just animals trying to reproduce right like a lot of the time I have cats and sometimes I'm just like you guys need to just stop <laughs> stop trying to reproduce even being grateful for our ability to love is something to not take for granted when you um, start this gratitude practice you're really building that self-worth because you're connecting to what you do have. When you when you have a low self-worth, it's like you don't recognize what you do have, right? That's why you have those confidence issues because you don't see your body as like a machine that lets you experience things. You see it as like a burden. At least that was my instance. I saw myself as a monster, right? And then once I started this gratitude practice and I started realizing that I'm so grateful for like all the places my body has taken me all the things it's allowed me to do. Like I was able to literally touch the sand on a beach in Florida with my hands because of my body. Once I realized that, I'm like, you know what? My body is worthy of so much more than my hate, right? Like I can have confidence in this, not because it looks perfect, but because of, you know, everything I have to be grateful for because of it. Sorry for the interruption, you guys, but really quickly, I just wanted to enter with the mid-roll break here and feature one of you guys. Um, so today we're featuring Evelyn Hero. Thank you so much for your review titled Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. She said, your podcasts are super motivational and they're exactly what I need. And exactly is in all caps. Thank you for that emphasis. <laughs> Your podcasts are super motivational and exactly what I need. Keep making more, please, with the heart eye emoji. Thank you so much. Heart eye emoji to you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Just thank you so much for leaving that review. It really means so much to me. If you guys want to be featured in a future episode during the mid-roll break, just head over to Apple Podcasts and leave your review. If you are confused on how to do this, head over to the podcast community at Be Her Podcast on Instagram and go to one of my highlights. I have a little highlight titled Leave a Review. And in there, I walk you through exactly how you can do it. And, um, yeah, if you, if you do leave a review, you'll be featured in a future episode, so make sure to do that, and also make sure to follow the podcast community. So, again, at Be Her Podcast on Instagram is where the podcast community is at. It's also linked in the show notes if you guys are interested, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, not only for me, but also to help future listeners decide, um, you know, if they want to listen to this podcast and to build the credibility of this podcast, you guys. Reviews really help me out, but they also help you out. So make sure to leave a review and have fun getting featured in episodes. I know that I love getting featured in other people's podcasts when I leave reviews. I think it's so much fun. So do that. Join the community. You guys get it. All right, let's get back to the episode and continue on with our, you know, our confidence and how to build it. So, all right, let's get back to the episode now. So the next piece to building your integrity is building your self-respect. And in order to build your self-respect, we need to set healthy boundaries by naming our limits and then sticking to them. And a simple way to do this is to do some self-reflection. And I have um, two examples of prompts you can use. You can also look up other way, like other articles, other information online on how to set healthy boundaries. But two prompts that I have for you guys, and you can do this as a journaling exercise or just do it in your head, whatever. Um, Okay, I'm just gonna say the prompts now. <laughs> so fill in when I say blank, okay? I don't feel comfortable or happy doing blank. That's the first one. Second one is I don't enjoy blank because it makes me feel blank, right? And what this does is it really gets you in touch with where you are you know, unhappy in your life. And this can be any area of your life. Confidence isn't just around body issues or relationship issues. It's not around just one thing. Confidence can be all around. But in this instance, for building your confidence, we're building your self-respect, which is a whole picture. It's not just a piece or a tiny little bit of self-respect. 
confidence is about accepting all of you. So I want you guys to think about this as if like this is your whole life. I'm not just referring to a tiny little piece of your life. So for example, I don't feel comfortable or happy doing blank. This is anything in your life, right? So this can be in your romantic life or your social life or your like relationship to your body, right? Like that's the example I keep using because it's easiest for me to connect to that because I went through that. But just understand that this is all aspects because self-respect is respect for every piece of you, every area of your life. So setting boundaries is, is very important, not just in building confidence, but in general. And again, I could make an entire episode just on setting boundaries. I actually kind of plan to in the future sometime. But right now, just understand that self-respect is about respecting your limits as well as respecting yourself enough to go after what you want. So again, I'm going to repeat the prompts really quick and then we're going to move on. So, I don't feel comfortable or happy doing blank. And I don't enjoy blank because it makes me feel blank. And I will leave these in the show notes down below. So once you get these statements written out, it's really important to kind of tune in to how these things make you feel. For example... I had resentment towards the time that I had spent on my college classes my first semester because it it took away time from what I really wanted to be doing, which was, you know, building my business. This resentment that I was feeling, it came from pushing past my personal limits and it was causing me to become a workaholic because I was trying to squeeze in enough time for everything and it was all because I felt a need to continue on to higher education, to continue on with college. And and self-respect is about living your life based on your own values, not imposed or perceived expectations from others. So, you know, tune into how these things make you feel because there's typically a reason why you're feeling, um, you know, uncomfortable or unhappy with them. And, And sometimes it's something that you need to change and other times discomfort is good, right? Really tune into how you're feeling. I think it gives a lot of clues as to how you can help yourself and respect yourself better. And then be direct with yourself and others about these new boundaries that you're going to be setting. So in my example, I named my limit, which was, I don't know if I can manage all of this because I'm becoming a workaholic and I have no time for myself. And then I tuned into my feelings towards it, which was this resentment. I hated that, you know, time that I was wasting in my opinion I had resentment towards it and once I figured this all out I wrote a note to my parents and I announced to everyone that I wasn't going to be pursuing college anymore and that was my way of being direct I wrote the note to my parents I could have just spoke to them and I kind of did that as well but for me it was easier to write a note to them but I was very direct with them and I told them that college wasn't for me I told them why basically I I set that boundary where I'm like nope this is not for me And then I announced it to everyone else as well, so they wouldn't be asking me all the time, like, so what are you doing? Why aren't you in college? Blah, 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 Because I personally, like, it's kind of like a limit. Like, I'm like, I'm not doing this. Here's why. Please don't ask me about it. (laughs) Because I don't like being asked, like, oh, why are you not pursuing it? It's just annoying, kind of, for me. You know, it's really all individual, right? Because for someone else, maybe their way of being direct would have simply been lightening their course load. Maybe they would have switched to being part-time so they had more time to work on their business. Everyone's journey is different. But doing something about the areas of your life that makes you unhappy and feeling unhealthy, and whether it's mentally or physically, just areas of your life that you're not content with, um, doing something about that is exercising that self-respect. And that's how you're going to build that self-respect muscle setting those boundaries, and doing something about it, and respecting yourself enough to go through with it. So that's kind of how you build your integrity, is by working on your self-worth and your self-respect. Building your authenticity, which again is the second piece of the equation, is all about building your self-efficacy, which is your belief in your abilities. So naturally, the first thing that you can do to help build your authenticity is to figure out what it is that you want. 
And I know a lot of people think that they know what they want, but really, if you're having issues with your authenticity, chances are you probably don't know what you want, or you do know what you want, but you're not letting yourself have it, right? So here's what I'd recommend for this, for building your authenticity, for figuring out what it is that you want. Make some time, whether it's today or sometime this week, just whenever, make some time to grab a notebook and a pen and free flow right out you know, everything that you would love to do, what you'd love to have in your life, basically what you want your life to look like. And I freaking mean it, you guys. I mean it. Do not hold back, okay? Because so many times I've done this and don't do it, okay? Do not hold yourself back. If you have to, pretend that you're in an alternate universe in this, you know, you're you're writing out what you want. Maybe you need to pretend that you're in an alternate universe where you don't have your limiting beliefs or you don't have your ego or whatever. Like in this universe, anything is possible. So write out what it is that you want. No limitations. It's sort of like that lottery question that we've all heard. You know, if you want a million dollars, what would you do? This, this question is designed to help people kind of get out of their own self-imposed limitations around money so that they can be honest about what they do want. Because so many people, for them, money is a block. They're like, oh, I'd do this if I had a million dollars. But then they're like, but I don't, so I can't do it, right? <laughs> so script out, you know, journal everything that you want out of your life. No limitations not just with money. <laughs> For a lot of people, money is a limitation that they put on themselves. So don't let money be a limitation, but don't let anything be a limitation. Pretend that anything is possible. And again, if you have to pretend it's a different universe for you to, you know, finally just let loose and dream, then go ahead and do that. Whatever works for you, make time, grab a notebook, grab a pen, free flow, write out everything that you want your life to be all right and write it present tense it really helps it's like if you're journaling about a relationship say I'm in a committed relationship where we trust each other and we're focused on growth and yada 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 you guys get it but you see how I said I am in a relationship not saying I will be in a relationship or I would be in a relation no present tense okay pretend you're writing it as if like you're journaling in the future or something and write it out anything you want. Now, once you've done that, this is where the self-reflection comes in. Read it back to yourself and notice any areas where you might have like kind of held back what you really want while you were writing it. So like as you're reading it and you see like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe if I really didn't have any limitations, maybe I'd want a little bit more money than that. Maybe I'd want a higher income or maybe I'd want like a higher position. I think I might have been holding back a little bit and then redraft, right? Like rewrite it again if you notice these things or at least make note of them if you're too lazy like me, to be honest. <laughs> at least at least make note of them and like make little corrections in there where it's like, you know what? Actually, I want more than that. Notice where you held yourself back. And then also as you're rereading it, notice where any disbelief comes up while you're reading it. So for example, if you wrote that, you know, you're in a loving relationship, but then you notice that as you read it, it seems like fiction or fantasy or outside of reality, like it could not come true. Congratulations, you just identified one of your insecurities. And it, it could be a bunch of things. So if you read that you're in a loving relationship and you notice that it really doesn't feel realistic to you at all, it could be that you don't have faith in men. Or it could be that you don't have faith in your your ability to love or you don't have faith in you, you know, that trust aspect. It could also be that you feel like love isn't even real or you think that you have too much baggage or it could be so much stuff. Whatever it is, you can identify your insecurities related to your abilities. It's like your issues with your self-efficacy. You can identify them in specific by realizing as you read this back to yourself where you feel like oh that's like completely unrealistic <laughs> that's that's 100% coming because I thought that I was in a different universe when I was writing this like that's not possible if you find yourself saying that's not possible that's where you're going to identify the insecurities and once you have them identified then you can restructure them right and restructuring them really just I have an entire 
methodology on that that I, I can't talk about in today's episode because of, you know, the time length. But once you have them identified, you can start working on them. And I, I can't go into how you restructure them. But I can, um, I do have the time to go into, you know, one way that you can start almost maneuvering your way around them, if that makes sense. So start pushing yourself outside of these comfort zones, outside of these insecurities. Let me give you an example to help this make a little more sense. So I did this a while back. It was, I believe, the summer summer of 2019 or, or something. And I realized um, through my extensive journaling habits, right? Like I'm always doing self-reflection so I can show up as my best self, right? Because like it's my job as a coach. At this point, I wasn't a coach, but I was really into self-development. Anyway, <laughs> I realized that I did not have faith in my ability to be intimate or to be vulnerable. And I'm not just talking in romantic relationships. I'm talking about in general. It was so hard for me to be vulnerable and intimate and open up. And I realized this. So I started trying to figure out little ways I could incorporate, you know, um, practice into my daily life to start working on this. Instead of letting this insecurity hold me back, I started finding little ways that I could start working on it. You know, little ways to start taking action. So I started hugging my family more. I started saying I love you to my friends and my family. And I did these little things that I could think of to start actually working on my intimacy and my vulnerability instead of using them as an excuse, right? Like that's the key. You can identify your insecurities all you want, but if you're not willing to put in the work to start like moving past them, you're never going to get past them basically. And so don't use them as an excuse to not push yourself outside of your comfort zone and do things to help you grow. So for me, even though it felt a little bit uncomfortable at first, I can proudly say that I've grown so much more, you know, in my ability to be intimate and vulnerable than I ever used to be. Guys, I literally used to hate giving hugs. Like, what kind of person? (laughs) I mean, there was nothing wrong with me, but what the heck? I hated hugs, you guys. And now... I love hugs and I feel like I'm so good at them. I might be wrong, like I might be biased in this, but I feel like I'm a really good hugger and it's because I've been working on it, right? I also want to point out, like I couldn't even say I love you to people. It was that, I don't want to say that bad or that much of an issue because, well yeah, it was. It was an issue because you should be able to say that to people and if you can't, then you need to do that work yourself and I had to realize that and I, I couldn't say I love you without feeling really weird. Like, I mean, I could say it, but I'd be like, I love you. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I love you so much. I love you. Like, I I could not say it like that. I couldn't say it genuinely. I'd feel weird about it. And basically, that's because I didn't have the confidence to say it, right? Until I started working on it with myself and until I pushed myself to work on it. And, And, you know, that's another reason why this piece of the equation is often overlooked, the authenticity piece. It's because it requires action. When you're training for a job, how do you build confidence in your position? Experience, right? So in order to build confidence in your abilities, you have to start giving yourself that experience. In the same way that when you're training for a job, you build confidence by gaining experience in your position. In order to build confidence in your abilities, You have to start giving yourself experience in the abilities you think you're not capable of. I know that kind of sucks. Like, it it, kind of sucks, but that's how it works. You're always going to be a rookie until you decide to be a rookie. Whoa, (laughs) I just just came up with that, but it's true. You're always going to be a rookie until you decide to be a rookie for a while, until you become the expert. So identify your insecurities by doing that free flow dream writing exercise that I talked about where you're writing about your dream life with like no limitations and then find little or big if that works for you find ways that you can challenge yourself to step out of your comfort zone you know out from under your limiting beliefs and gain some experience in that which makes you uncomfortable which will then inevitably build your self-efficacy which is your confidence in your abilities that's the only way You have to do what you don't want to do or what you think you can't do. You have to do it. (laughs) Like the Nike phrase, just do it. That's how you build your self-efficacy. And I know you're probably like, girl, that's not what I want to hear. I get it. It's not what I wanted to hear either. 
I wanted to hear like a formula, right? Like do this and then this and then this, like a three-step system or some shit. No, it's it's not like that. Like building self-efficacy is hard. It's really hard because you have to take action. You have to do the thing you don't want to do or the thing you think you can't do. As I keep saying, I'm so passionate about this. Like I wish it was simpler, but it's not. Or you know what? It's actually very simple. I wish it was easier, but it's not. It'd be easier to follow like a step-by-step system than it is to figure it out on your own. But everyone is individuals. Everyone has their own experiences. So everyone's journey is very different. In episode two, I said confidence isn't about confidence. Do you remember that? Well, it's true. Confidence is about relationships as you've probably come to understand. So really quick before we conclude today's episode, I wanted to let you all in in my biggest hack for building durable confidence. This is probably one of the most important lessons that I've ever learned. And I'm not saying that lightly because I've learned a lot of shit over the years, right? I understand that none of us start from zero, right? None of us start from zero. Like we don't come into confidence building with a clean slate. There's a reason that we're building it back up, right? Typically, it's like tore down first. We have to build that confidence. For me, and for pretty much all of us, I'd argue, we come into the confidence building game with baggage. And I know that I have it. And I know that a lot of people have it. And here's the thing that I really want to point out. I still have that baggage. Even though I'm constantly building durable confidence, I still have anxiety, people-pleasing tendencies, a deformed self-image, body dysmorphia, bulimic thoughts, and self-doubt. You know, heck, I even have confidence issues and trust issues and intimacy issues. But I'm no longer defined by my relationship to those things. Okay, let me repeat that because it's super important. I am no longer defined by my relationship to those things. I'm no longer defined by my relationship to those destructive habits, patterns, and tendencies because I've worked to change my perspective. And that is when the healing and the moving on came into play for me. And that's when it's going to come into play for you. You don't have to start from zero, you guys. And most of the time, it's impossible to start to zero because that's not when we come into this confidence-building game. Like I said, we have that baggage. And you know what? It's welcome. That baggage is welcome. You don't have to start from zero. You can and you should start from exactly where you're at right now. No one is perfect. And you know what? You don't have to be perfect to be confident. And that's one of the biggest lessons I ever learned. You don't have to be perfect to be confident because that's not what it's all about. It's not about the perfect body, perfect relationship, the perfect life. It's not about that. When I stopped identifying with what I thought was possible for myself, and when I stopped identifying with my inner critic, which, you know, aka is like my lack of trust and my rotten communication skills, when I stopped identifying with those, I was no longer in a toxic relationship with my past patterns. I freed myself, but moving on isn't as simple as cutting ties. In the same way that a past romantic or friendly relationship never really ends, you know, you just stop pursuing it. In the same way, your relationship to your past, to your trauma, to your inner drama, whatever, it never ends. It will always be a part of you. My story is not pretty, you guys. As I've shared before and as I intend to continue sharing, it it wasn't easy for me to face my bulimic thoughts or my people-pleasing tendencies or my self-doubt. It wasn't fun and it wasn't pretty to stop calling myself a monster and to start seeing myself for what I was, an imperfect human being. It wasn't fun and it wasn't pretty to change my mindset to get to a place where I could do that. But here's the thing. It's a part of my journey. It's a part of my story. And whatever shit you've been through, it's a part of your journey. It's a part of your story. And even if it's caused you unimaginable pain, it will never leave you. Okay? You cannot outrun that past version of you, those past thoughts that you had. You can't pretend to start from zero. Your past is attached to you whether you like it 
or not. But if you accept it, you can learn from it and you can move on from it. Relationship change is also known as life change because the minute that you change your relationship to your trauma and your drama, you can start building a new healing and loving relationship with yourself. Don't let your past or your current circumstances define you because you know what? You're better than that. Moving on from that piece of you, whatever it is, it can often feel really scary because you're dropping a piece of you, right? Like when I had to drop that label where I called myself a monster, it was scary, right? Because I identified with it. But you know what? You're not dropping that. What you're really dropping is your self-identification with it. And that's essential. Building durable confidence, you guys, it, it takes work. And I want to put that out there. You've spent years telling yourself that you aren't all the things that you desperately want to be. And that doesn't change overnight. Artificial confidence is the stuff of fake it till you make it. Durable confidence is the stuff of doing the inner work, identifying the issues, changing the relationships, and ultimately rising above the self-imposed drama, no matter how scary it is. That's what durable confidence is. And in order to build it, you have to be willing to do the work. All right, guys, so that is the end of today's episode. I really hope you liked it. If you did, screenshot, you know, the your, your screen on your phone or wherever you're listening to this and, you know, post it on your Instagram story and tag me at Be Her Podcast. Tag me in it and, you know, let me know what you guys are thinking. Share it with your friends, all that kind of stuff. Um, leave a review if you haven't left a review. It really just means so much to me when you guys leave a review. If you want to, you can also DM me um, at Be Her Podcast and let me know what you're thinking. If there's something I said that really stuck out to you, any of that kind of stuff, do that. Also, if you guys want to be featured in future episodes, again, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I have a highlight on the Instagram community page at Be Her Podcast that tells you exactly how to leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're unsure how to do that. It's really pretty simple, but leave me a review, let me know what you think, and you could be featured in an upcoming episode. Also, if you're not following the community on Instagram at Be Her Podcast, make sure and do that. We really like to support each other and um, just, you know, create a really awesome environment for all the listeners. And I like to post inspiring content, like, pretty much daily, so you, you should definitely check it out if you haven't. And... With all that said, I will just talk to you guys all next week. Bye, guys.